You know, it's not easy being an educator. Most of us have either been in the field for a long time or we've dropped out early in our careers. For those of us who have stuck it out, we likely have stayed because we've gotten better at our practice. However, it can be easy to become complacent, feeling as though we've learned all we need to know and can now coast on our sense of expertise. Now, at some point into our practice as educators, it may seem we know all we need to know. For those of us who think that, we may find that while we are not changing, our students and the educational culture is. We believe master educators are professionals who can put aside their egos by constantly looking at their practice, making modifications throughout their careers. My name is Jeff Fink. I've been an educator in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area and spent a career teaching at a variety of grade levels in general and special education, as well as serving as a full-time faculty member in the Graduate School of Education at Hamlin University. And my name is John Halpern. I've also been in education, serving in public and private settings, as a classroom teacher and as a school counselor. And I've also worked with graduate students at Hamlin University. Together, through our company ChildSense, John and I have been presenting classes and seminars for parents and educators on areas related to child behavior. Now, we often utilize a unique style of presenting, acting out different situations that are pretty familiar to listeners. We do that for several reasons. It gives all listeners something common to analyze. It implants a memory of the concepts presented. And perhaps most importantly, it's entertaining. We invite you to find out more about our presentations on our website at www.childsense.net. Jeff, as you think back on your long career in education, do you have any regrets? (laughs) Yes, I do. Well, what first comes to your mind when I ask you that question? Well, as you know, I have some pretty strong beliefs about how children are to be treated and how they're disciplined. I believe children should be treated with dignity, which means not degrading, yelling, or shaming, but by disciplining in private, listening, and being non-coercive. With that said, when I began my career, and for many years after, I would seek out teachers who demonstrated a similar practice, and would ignore those teachers that I felt did not demonstrate what I believed was respectful interactions with students especially when students demonstrated inappropriate behavior. Well, what did you see as a problem with this, or or why do you regret this? I regret my behavior for a couple of reasons. One is that, as a teacher, I should be modeling that I'm part of a community, which means interacting and caring about all my colleagues. After all, if we want our students to be accepting of each other, we have to model that same behavior. All right, well, so in other words, being able to separate your colleagues' behavior from them as a person, which I know is important to you when dealing with students. So in other words, 
You could disapprove of your colleagues' behavior when they're not treating students respectfully while still caring about them as colleagues. That's exactly right. Okay, well, now you said there were a couple of reasons that you regret not being more inclusive. What else? Well, a second reason <clears throat> is that I wanted my colleagues to learn from me. Then I had to be willing to learn from them. I guess what I'm trying to say is, why would anyone seek me out for advice on how to respond to behavior or even pay attention to my practice if I wasn't interested in them? Well, that's a good point. So were you able to recognize this while you were still a classroom teacher? I was, but unfortunately it took many years. All right, well, so then what advice do you have for teachers because of what you've learned? My advice to teachers is get to know your colleagues, all colleagues, and support each other and work together even when you disagree with their practice. I believe your students will notice. How about you, John? Which, what's one of your regrets? Well, one of my teaching regrets has to do with what I thought was great advice early in my career. Now, I had heard that teachers and parents should catch kids being good as much as possible. So I used to praise excessively, thinking I was having a positive effect on my students. I remember that, too. So what was the problem with that? Well, it wasn't until later that I learned that my praise was not always having the effect that I wanted. In fact, the way I was praising at times even turned out to be harmful. Ah, that's a great point. We should talk more about that. How about if we spend time talking about praise on our next podcast? Hmm, good idea. Thank you for allowing us to share some of our ideas with you. We're confident that you'll find great rewards in applying this material to your professional and personal lives. We invite you to send your questions and feedback to us directly through our website at childsense.net. We also invite you to follow our podcasts on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. Good luck with your important work with children. They're lucky to have you in their lives. Be sure to tune in to our next podcast released on January 9th. It will be about the benefits of the proper use of praise along with its dangers. John and Jeff offer presentations on a number of topics related to working with children. Their entertaining style makes for a memorable learning environment where content is retained for the future use of the participants. Please contact John and Jeff at ChildSense for more information. <laughs> ChildSense!